welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk About It. Today we are going to be going over game four. Oh my god, that was a huge moment in World Series history for one of the teens. And we're going to be going over our Sunday special of how Corona is going to be affecting Halloween across the globe, given the fact that Halloween is right around the corner and trick-or-treating is one of the biggest things that people do to celebrate. So, let's talk about it. So to start off, we're going to be talking about COVID and how it's going to be affecting Halloween and trick-or-treating. Now, the CDC has come out numerous times and said that traditional trick-or-treating where treats are handed to children who go, to door, who go door-to-door is very risky and the CDC is completely against it at this point. The other things that they're worried about are costume parties that are held indoors and indoor haunted houses and indoor attractions that you know a lot of people enjoy going to they are considered high risk activities and the government agency is encouraging everyone to stay home to carve pumpkins or do virtual halloween costume contests but sometimes there is no other alternative. Sometimes they can't. And it just doesn't seem fair that we have to cancel everything given the fact that there are so many other alternatives that we could be doing instead of canceling everything altogether. There's going to be no trick-or-treating this year in Springfield, Massachusetts. The mayor had said that they're dealing with a pandemic And he said it was a no-brainer decision, and I quote, Why in the hell would you want to put your child and yourself in harm's way? It makes no sense whatsoever. Here's the thing. We're coming out with vaccines. We are coming up with new information every day. Kids are in school. Kids are in school. It doesn't make sense for kids to be in school and Halloween to be canceled. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. That's what doesn't make sense. Is you're going to let kids go to school, but you're not going to let them trick-or-treat. They're in school, inside of a building. And you won't let them trick-or-treat outside. That's ridiculous. Los Angeles tried banning trick-or-treating this year. And basically said that Halloween parties, carnivals, haunted houses are done. But... After so many people had been just not okay with that, they are saying going door-to-door is not recommended and it can be very difficult to maintain proper social distancing and sharing food is too risky. Now, basically, LA just decided, you know, you can go, but just be careful, which is probably going to be seen across America because they can't really stop people if that makes any sense like they can't really say you're not allowed to have a party at your house you're not allowed to 
go out onto public streets and walk. It, they can't really stop you from doing that. Um, the New York governor, Andrew Cuomo, said that he doesn't intend to ban trick-or-treating, but he plans to give parents some guidance before they take their kids out. Um, he said, if you want to go for a walk with your child through the neighborhood, I'm not going to tell you you can't take your child to the neighborhood. I'm not going to do that. I'll give you my advice and guidance, and then you will make a decision what you do that night. So some people, some governors and mayors are having a difference of opinions on what they feel is safe. A majority of the United States is giving the option to the parents and to the families whether or not they want to go out and trick-or-treat. The Halloween and Costume Association has teamed up with the Harvard Global Health Institute to create a color-coded map to that, and it shows the COVID-19 risk um, county by county so that parents can decide how they want to celebrate Halloween, where they want to go, um, whether or not they're comfortable going in a certain county that may have this number of cases. So that's one thing that's also going around. Um, the Harvard Global Health Institute came out with a statement saying families and policymakers need clear and consistent information when it comes to COVID-19 risks to inform decision-making, including how to participate safely in the upcoming Halloween holiday and trick-or-treating activities associated with it. Through our interactive COVID risk level map, we hope to provide parents a reliable source to help them celebrate the Halloween holiday in the most safe, fun possible way, um, according to the risk level in their community. High-risk counties are mostly in the southern and sunbelt states that started lifting stay-at-home orders at the, um, in May. In North and South Dakota, the, numbers of new, the number of new cases have surged since August. Um, that was right around when 400,000 bikers made it to South Dakota for a 10-day bash. Um, there was virtually no mask wearing or social distancing when that had happened. So they are dealing with that. And here's one thing. There are some states, some cities within states, that make a lot of money off of Halloween itself. There are a lot of attractions that each state has that are nationally known and people come from all over just to go to these attractions. Some of them are starting to feel the effects. Um, in Salem, Massachusetts, they have half a million visitors every October that um, come there just to go see the activities that they have there. And many of the things that are going on with um, the haunted happenings, which is one of their big things that they do, they're being canceled or scaled back. So the city announced a statement saying, with the ongoing COVID pandemic still presenting a significant public health and safety threat this year, many of the official events and activities that constitute ha haunted happenings will either be canceled or scaled back. 
So they're either just completely not doing it or they're limiting the amount of people who come in and stuff like that. So everyone is trying to come up with ways to safely trick-or-treat, safely go out and do these activities that they want to do. It's so heartwarming to see um, companies coming together, cities coming together, communities coming together to find ways for their children to enjoy Halloween. Because I remember when I was a kid, my favorite, like, my favorite thing to do was to go find a really great costume that I wanted and to go out and go trick-or-treating and seeing all of the houses in the neighborhoods that have, like, these cool decorations on them. That was one of the big things, but there are some cities who, like, in LA, they at first were like, no, you're not doing this, point blank period, not happening, but then they scaled back. I like seeing communities come together to do stuff like that because the memories that kids make on these holidays are extremely important. So, last night was game four of the 2020 World Series. Now, this was absolutely crazy. The game was so close, so close throughout most of its entirety. It was seeming as if, you know, the Rays weren't going to win, but then we started getting to the sixth inning. And that's when things started getting crazy. The Rays ended up coming and tying the game, and then at one point started leading, and then it ended up being tied, and then the Dodgers came back on top, and then we ended up tying again, and then the Dodgers came back on top, and then we get to the bottom of the ninth. And it's a 1-2 pitch, 1-2 count, there are two outs, we have a person on first and we have a person on second, we meaning the Rays, and we have this guy who hasn't batted in a month up at the plate. We have Brett Phillips up at the plate who hasn't batted in a month. And the whole entire game, the whole entire outcome of the game is resting in his hands. 
and Jansen throws his pitch. And it is almost right down the middle, which right there is the mistake right there. When you have a one-two count, you don't want to throw a dead center strike. Because that's what the batters are looking for. You don't want to do that. And he made that mistake. He threw it dead center. And what did Brett Phillips do? He took advantage of that. And he chucked that into center field. And here's the thing. The outfielder who was in center just messed up. He messed up. He just completely missed the ball. Completely. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. Or it got away from him. It got away from him. He throws it in to the cutoff man. The cutoff man cuts it. Throws it in to the catcher. And the catcher misses. Thinks that a Rosarina is coming his way. But a Rosarina had stumbled and tumbled like a tumbleweed down third base line and wasn't actually right where the catcher had thought he was and in that excitement catcher completely misses the ball Rosarina finds his balance dives in to home plate for the game winning score so many things happened in a matter of 30 seconds 30 seconds. It was crazy. That was one of the most exciting things to watch. Keep in mind, it was 1130 in Texas and 12.30 where I'm at so it's 12 in the morning and I'm, and I'm just watching this all unfold and I'm tired because I had had a long day the other day and my body was tired and my brain was tired and everything was just tired and I'm watching this happen And I'm just in awe that this played out the way that it did. The Rays ended up tying the series last night in the most unimaginable way possible because the Dodgers had two errors in 30 seconds. Two. Everything happened so fast. It was 
crazy. The reason why this had been so crazy is because of how tight the game was. This is this is the scores. It had started off 1-0. Dodgers are up. Then 2-0. Dodgers are still up and winning by 2. Then it was 2-1. And then 3-1. And then 3-2. And then 4-2. And then 5-4. So it had been looking like the Rays were not going to win. And then it was 6-5. And then it was 6-6. And then 7-6. It was 7-6 going into the bottom of the ninth. Then all of that craziness happened. And then it was 8-7. And the Rays won. That is one of the greatest moments that I have ever seen. Ever. Was watching that happen. That was so, so surreal. And it just was so amazing watching the Rays never give up on that play. Never. They knew that the whole game was riding on this one play. This one play. And they never gave up. That was crazy. Thank you.